HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes.
that fit all the way out aren't you it's pretty good uh, who was that wait, that's franco falsini i don't um they're gonna he's gonna be on live today he's on his way in awesome um part of the sensations fix music is painting in the air collection he's on european time uh <laughs> yeah right he's on super european time welcome, um, welcome to snacky tunes welcome to snacky, I mean, he's like a mid- early 60s like legend he can be on any he's time on legend time um we also have matt from rvng um who's gonna be joining us in the studio Oh uh, yeah, August. August. Muggy. Muggy. Big shout out to everyone who came out for our first annual food and music festival in San Francisco, Noisette, Noise Pop, all the chefs, everyone. Too many to name. I got back late last night and it was it was a blast. You were missed, my, yeah, my friend. I uh you know, work sometimes outweighs fun. It was good. Shout out also to uh Jason Fox and the whole team at Commonwealth who destroyed me on Friday night. Put up the white flag. And I was like, I can't eat dessert, and then they sent out dessert anyway. No, this is good. Keep going. No, it's just what it, you know. You know how that goes, right? Yeah, you ask, you say, no thanks, please, no more. And it's like, it's yeah, just asking for more. We, we have That's Max really Sussman uh, in in a uh, studio with us of the Sussman Brothers, and I have to before, ask, wait before we get into, I want to ask, like, you know, when you go out. That's what I was going to ask. Okay, cool. So I'm going to ask it, <laughs> twins. So when you go out and you know that you know the chef, the chef might know you. Like, what? Like, what is the like? I don't even. Sometimes I don't know how to handle it. Where you're just like. You want to order enough, like you're not expecting something, because it would be rude to expect something. But then you don't also want to overorder. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, what is what's the uh, etiquette, or what is as a chef? What well, is it? I tend to overorder and overeat when I go out. So yes. I kind of just think about let's take it down like one notch. Yeah, I try and order, especially with small plates. I'll try and order two less things that I, I want to order because I assume that, yeah. not that it's going to be free, but they'll send some stuff out anyway just for them to try because they're excited. Cause yeah, they want to do it. They so want to do it. want to let them. But I also feel that if you underordered, it would be like a signal that you're expecting something I, and I, that would be yeah. rude. I, right? I hate that. When you see a ticket and it's like, oh, come on, like you're just asking for it. You know, like, and then you won't send. They I mean, under order. It's like, oh, well, I guess that's all you wanted oh, to eat. Yeah, is that it? So I wonder, oh, that's all four, you're gonna get. There's four of you, two apps, and uh, entree. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Guess you're not hungry. I think I ordered. I was by myself and ordered an appetizer and two entrees, and then <laughs> like on Friday, and then they wound up sending. I don't you're know. Looking very svelte these days. God, it was it was it was really good. It's it's he it was uses worth it. Jason uses the best of uh, molecular gastronomy with uh, an approachable cuisine. So it's like, oh, it's like we're just going to cook the fish sous vide because it, I don't have to pay a guy to cook fish all night. <laughs> you know? Was it good? It was so good. Amazing. The, the best dish I had was one of the best poultry dishes. It was hen three ways, sous vide and whey. Then they debone the thigh to make meatballs. They serve you the breast. And then they take the skin, leave a bunch of the fat on and cook it like cracklings. Oh, wow. Butter, salt. I veg- love just, crispy fried chicken yeah. skin gets me every time so if you haven't figured out max is a chef an up-and-coming chef you have gotten quite a few awards in the last 30 under 30 from sagat and food and wine and forbes for F- forbes my fault forbes and uh, rising chef and all that stuff it's been a pretty fun year 
It's been a fun year, and unfortunately, your brother couldn't make it as sometimes partnered brothers have to cover for yeah. each other. Uh, but big shout out to Eli, who I think is in line at the DMV. <laughs> I'm, 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 that's, that's true. That is true, yeah, right? So hopefully, he'll have a uh, really great morning, really productive, uh, inspiring, you know. So who are the Sussman brothers? Who are you guys? Who are the oh, Sussman wow. brothers? Yeah. Uh, well, we're two brothers, obviously. We're both oh, from go Michigan. Oh, go on. Go on. Thank you. Our last name is Sussman. Open strong. And yeah, that's pretty much it. No. Uh, well, we we both we grew up in Michigan um, from a, a culinary family that is... We've always grew up around food and... Ann Arbor? Uh, I lived in Ann Arbor for a while, but we both grew up outside of Detroit. Okay. Like just outside. Just north. Awesome. So if you know the area, a little town called Huntington Woods... And we, um, I started cooking uh, at our childhood summer camp after going there summer after summer. Instead of being a counselor, I ended up being the chef there. The long story short, Jewish camp. Oh yeah, definitely. I too worked in a <laughs> uh, camp. I was the uh, I was I ran a like a kibbutz. It was kibbutz stuff. style. Yeah, and camp. then I was a pot washer in the bigger kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I started at the very bottom, which I learned that pot washing is the lowest of the low. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. You ever try and scrub? Especially a- at like a summer camp cafeteria. Well, you know, like we do the chola and sit on the on the pots all night from Friday Saturday morning. Yeah, and I was like a bad cook, so I burned everything. What did you? When did you? When did you realize that you wanted to cook? Was it while you were still being a bad cook? Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a drive to get better. I mean, there are different points that where I kind of like dedicated myself to it and decided it was something i really wanted to do but i mean that was the first time i realized it was i had a really fun thing to do and i had a blast yeah and i kept wanting to do it just it was fun a few years later i got a job at a restaurant in michigan called eve that was an actually not a summer camp it was a nice yeah. restaurant uh really uh high class and how did you trick them what did you <laughs> i guess i just went in there and i don't know pretended i knew what i was doing knew what i was talking about yeah uh and when I started there, it was like, all right, this is serious. I really want to do this. You know, you got to give up a lot, sacrifice a lot, and it was worth it. And what year was this? When was this? Um, that was in probably 19... It was probably around 2003. Okay. Yeah. So Chef was definitely taking a term, a turn to the respected profession. Of, at that time. At that time. Yeah. It was she definitely... Actually, she ended up on Top Chef, and that was kind of like a huge deal for the right. restaurant when I, right. while I was there. She like, you know, disappeared for two months, and it was this mysterious thing. Nobody knew why. And oh, then, no one knew. Well, it was kind of like you have to sign oh, right, all these right, things, right. and right, right, ba- right. also back then it was like more secretive. Wait, I feel like for Top Chef now, like you pretty people pretty much know when you go on. People know when you go on, and also like people know the results a little bit more. I think yeah. they were like a lot more secretive back then. So, uh, what did you learn in that kitchen? What what made you go from Jewish summer camp <laughs> to Eve to saying this is I'm going to come to the most competitive food city in the world of New York and really make a go with it? And where does your brother play into this as well? So, I mean, for me personally, that was I just couldn't get enough like once i started there and i like wanted to learn more from her i wanted to learn more from everybody else around me and i just i loved it so from there i mean i learned a lot of the most basic stuff that a lot of people take for granted but like how to taste something and how to really like taste it slowly and think about what the beginning the middle and the end of what the beginning the middle the end tastes like what the finish is and how to like adjust food and seasoning and stuff like that. Can you give us an example with the dish? Because I, I think that's something really important that we don't get into enough of just the tasting moments and learning how to taste. Because I feel people are so afraid to say what they're tasting. Might they be wrong? Yeah. Well, so this is like funny because we had this dish on the menu that was like 
everybody loved it. it was uh, mussels with curry cream sauce can't go wrong really really good but it was pretty spicy and it had cream and it was really salty and su- a little bit sweet so everything had to be really balanced or it just kind of tasted weird and a little bit gross because it was just a lot of a lot of everything so it had to right. be in really good balance and i was tasting it with i remember tasting it with her and she would always like take a little teaspoon and eat a little bit and just tell me what it needed and i was like wow how can you tell that and, you know after a while i started to develop my palate and figure it out and then i was running the kitchen like two years later and somebody made it and they were like i was like it needs a little bit more you know salt and then they looked back at the recipe and they were like oh the recipe was wrong it actually had needed it like they forgot to put it in wow so it was like this thing that had come full full circle and it was kind of cool and then he actually just emailed me and he was like i remember this story i mean but isn't it just kind of like anything you know i mean if you do something long enough you'll just know inherently like when it's yeah, after, it's, after a while, I think it just becomes like a part of you, and you just. I mean, I'm not in no way am, am I a chef or anything like that, but just from eating out enough, I was at some restaurant like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "This is just wrong." Yeah, like th- like, and I couldn't. I don't know if I could. You could probably more eloquently be like, "Well, it's wrong because that's <laughs> and why." Here's I'm why. Yeah, but, but, I mean, that's definitely what we do. Like, especially in the book, we try to yeah. make people kind of get that attitude. Like, it's like we don't just want people to just follow the recipes and kind of blindly follow them and not think about what they're doing so there's stuff you know every time we talk about how to do something we usually talk about why so that you can kind of get to that point where you taste something and you and you kind of just know and you can take a recipe and run with it and just take an idea awesome well the cookbook is this is a cookbook and we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna talk about you and your brother making your move to new york working together and this awesome cookbook that i'm holding in my hand a lot of a uh, lot of food porn a lot of babes <laughs> I, I, have, I have really no problem how with can you go wrong you can't go wrong uh, we got um, one half of the Sussman brothers, Max Sussman, who thankfully dipped off the line during lunch service. I hope everything's okay. Hope everything's okay.
Max Sussman, one half of the Sussman brothers. Hello. Who are the... Su- oh, we already asked that question. Oh, yeah. You got a really <laughs> so, great answer, right? So you and your, your brother are in... Is he in Ann Arbor with you? He was in Lansing. He was so in Lansing. There's like a lot of Michigan geography lesson here. Yeah, yeah. And so then did you guys decide to move out to New York together? What, I we, we didn't move out together. He moved to LA for a while okay. and did some advertising jobs. Always stayed involved in food, doing a lot of catering stuff, doing you know trails and stages on the weekends. Um, but I, I was staying in Ann Arbor, working at Eve and some other places. And then I moved here um, about two and a half years ago. And we started talking about this book project. And I basically told him, you don't like advertising. You don't really like what you're doing. Why don't you just quit and move here? He was the younger brother, right? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and he was, you know. He was six minutes older. It, so, Same hey, thing. Still that's older brother. Matter. Can I get a high five on that? Older <laughs> brother. You don't understand. It's, a, it's an older brother thing. So he was, you know, I, that's what I said. I said, just do that, move. If you're not happy, go back and work yeah. in advertising again. And that's, and he but moved But you know here, I'm right. But I, you know I'm right. So just do it. Yeah. I'm hanging up the phone now. Um, you guys live together? Yeah. Brothers living together. <laughs> living together and working together. Parent, your parents proud? Yeah, they're really stoked. They're super stoked. Yeah. They're like, why, why don't you tell us everything that's going on? Like, let us know the dates and all the time. How often do you have to call your parents? Uh, well, my mom called me today, so. Okay. What's the, uh, and that. what's the time frame you have to call her back? I have about, usually about like two and a half minutes, and then like the next text message comes. Yeah. And like if the okay. computer's open, then I got all these chats. You know. It's yeah. All right. Just checking in. She's just she's just a loving mother. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not compl- no, nothing to complain about. Yeah. So who wants you, to do a round of Hey mom, I love you. Hey mom, I love you. <laughs> mom, I love you. <laughs> so you're working at Roberta. How did you get into Roberta's? Uh, I came by one day and thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. So it I is. If I could work here. And how did and I've been uh, there ever since? And, and Eli's over at Mile End, another favorites of Snacky Tunes. Yeah, Eli's uh, over at Mile End. I actually helped get him hooked up there, and he was working there for free for a while. And then they smartly decided to offer him some paid employment. They're so. doing such awesome food there. Yeah, the food's amazing, and the sandwich place, sandwich shop Gang in the bucket. city's amazing. And I just, I'm actually was thinking about going there for dinner tonight as a matter of fact so you're spinning your wheels on this book project and when did the wheels finally hit the ground and it started to become a real thing uh well we started writing it officially last summer and it was pretty what you might call one of the most exhausting experiences because we were both working all the time and then trying to fit in recipe testing and all this other writing and R&D and the ideas and putting it all together at the same time. So it took... Big sourcing. Turnaround time was like a, not very long from when it was like, all right, let's do this to 
So talk, can, <laughs> can you, um, for those who, who've never pitched a cookbook, because I'm sure there's a ton of listeners who are like, oh, I have 50 recipes of my own, I want to do this. What's the, the short and sweet of, of coming up with the concept and pitching it? Well, you really need to figure out what you're trying to say and who you're trying to say it to. Because ultimately, that's kind of like what the publishers care about. Is like, what, what do you bring into the table that's different? So for us, it's like we wanted to write a book for our, basically short, short versions for our friends, people who are our age who want to know more about food but aren't, aren't chefs, but people who are in the food world or just like food, like going out to eat and like cooking, and they kind of want to take their cooking skills at home to the next level. I mean, going through this book, there's a lot of recipes like the pulled pork and the, you know, the chicken adobo and the wild mushrooms and just like the roasted vegetables and all this stuff. It's stuff that... I know that I cook, and a lot of my friends mm-hmm. cook. They, we all have our variations of it, right. but it's definitely one. Of the, the thing I like about this book, it's like sometimes I'm like, wait, what's the temperature and what's the length? Like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of really good stuff, and it's fun with the. Tell us about the illustrations and and uh, sort of the design of the book because it's not your very classic book. Well, for us, like we wanted the rest, we wanted the book to work for people of different skill sets and different levels of experience. So, like what you're talking about, some people are going to look at it and be like okay, I just needed the time and temp. Like, what do they say to do this? Some people are going to be like, I just needed ideas of ingredients. We're going to look at that. And some people will probably follow it step by step by step. I think I'm more of the the latter just on some of those things. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to make this. This is kind of like the butter poached fish. I've never... And you're a lot of your brunch dishes. Yeah. That's like a really fun chapter. The thing about brunch dishes I always find, it's like, I don't even know where to start on a lot of cookbook... Like the old, like Joy of Cooking and all those. Like they have... Or Bitman's like how to cook everything. It's like it's all nestled in there, right? But there's like, come on, I just like I want to make something more than like a scramble or something like that. Yeah, picking out the just the chapters was fun because it was like, yeah, let's talk about the night. It's not in- all seasons. It's like the two seasons that we wanted to cook for. It's not all kinds of no. meals. It's just like the ones that we really wanted. To put and what out about there. the uh, the night in section about how to cook and get laid? Oh well, you know, I mean, let's not be uncouth here, but no, it's not. But I mean, that is definitely. In, especially you in remember New York. that you remember that website cook to bang <laughs> like no it was, I, uh, I never saw that it was like a few years ago um where i mean the title speaks for itself it was like yeah that's and all, it's like it had like aphrodisiac level and like ex, like ease level and things like that so yeah hmm. i mean my- joe, joe is that up there is that does that still exist cook to bang if it is we should throw the link up i'll definitely look for it okay thanks joe i mean every every uh everyone you know I think you just put the effort out there, and yeah. that's the main thing. Let's just I mean, leave it, it at that. Yeah, I, I think so. it's I think it's all about effort. And I think it's uh, I think it's very easy to, to. And of course, you can totally romance someone out at dinner, but to take them home and and you're, you don't have to worry about getting them back there. Yeah, you're already there. <laughs> I, come on, can we just just please? I I think so. Um, so uh, when you're writing a book like this and cooking like this, uh, how much did the music play a part of this? You know, what were you listening to to get you inspired or during the writing and cooking process? I mean, we listened to a lot of stuff. Um, we actually have, as part of the digital book that's coming out, there's going to be like playlists that are tied to it. So we're going to be able to, if you buy the digital book and check it out on your iPad, there'll be like links to our cooking playlists, which are like, it's pretty hard to pick 25 songs because it's like oh my God. hundreds I mean, and hundreds of I mean, songs that you listen, I can cook listen to. to albums. You know? Especially like yeah. in a real, in a kitchen, in a restaurant. It's just, if you're listening to music, 25 songs goes by pretty fast. But, yeah. um, but name a few. Who are you listening? What's going to be included? Um, no. Well, who do you like to listen to? Well, I like to listen to. Um, I usually like to listen to like a lot of pretty amped up uh, disco and nineties mm-hmm. dance music. Right now is kind of what where my head's at in the kitchen. Some house music. Yeah, some house music yeah. and just some like early proto 
hip house and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Um, so Ace of base. I think one of the <laughs> I think one of the more surprising things about this book and knowing you guys and definitely seeing the crossover from the Brooklyn scene out into like a bit of the mainstream is that you teamed with Williamson Oma for this. Yeah. Which is amazing that you. I mean, I think you said there's going to be demos in the store, and like it's it's yeah. So they're like that. they're really behind the book. The uh, one of the main people who actually hooked us up with the publishers is one of their higher ups. So we we worked with her to kind of plan out all the stuff that they're doing. So there's going to be a cookbook class coming up um, in pretty much every Williams Sonoma across the country. They're going to be cooking four recipes. The corn. Soup is one of them, and a few other ones. Um, so that's up on their website. But we're going to be doing a signing there later this month at the Columbus Circle store. So that'll be a lot of fun. And if you can't wait to that, you can see you cooking at Roberta's and Eli cooking over at yeah. Mile End. Or Eli's at Mile End. We're both. Just you like know. stick your head in the back. Just stick your head in the back. Well, Just um, come and say hi. And finally, what, uh, what's your favorite recipe in this book? Um, right now, it changes a lot, but I really like the grilled peach salad mm. recipe. Um, I just love the way it turned out. It started off, we were trying to figure out a dessert, and we just kept changing ingredients and taking one thing out and putting one thing in, and we ended up with this salad that is a grilled peach salad with uh, radicchio and ricotta, and it ended up being a savory dish. And it kind of, I like how it turned from one thing into another, and it, you know, we just, it's kind of like when you let yourself, when you just let the idea happen and you don't try to like force it into one thing, something else cool can happen. Uh, Last question, Aaron wanted to ask you about goat. Let's talk about goat. Yeah, let's talk about goat. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. That's what uh, she said. She said, ask him about goat. Well, we did a goat dinner here. Could, there that, we go. could that have been it? Yeah, okay, and probably cool. the upcoming pork dinner on August 20th. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. So I, I have to get my ticket. If, if Everyone who's listening should definitely go to the Roberta's website. We're doing, we've done three of the four garden dinners um, that we're doing here, each uh, around a different animal. So we did goat, we did lamb, we did seafood, which I know is not animal, but whatever. And now we're doing pig. is going to be on August 20th. The goat dinner was awesome. We had goat sausage and a goat riette. And the pig dinner, hopefully the menu will be up in a week or so. Um, by the way, none of my friends are free to come, so I'm going to be there by myself. So if anybody <laughs> wants to come and hang out oh, with me. Provisito Gregorio. Yeah. Solamente. It's, it's a sick deal. Come by yourself. Come with others. It's, it's all three hours of wine. So, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's tip and tax and all that stuff that usually you end up not thinking about. It's all there. So Amazing. Um, so the book is this is a cookbook, Max and Eli Sussman. I see the older brother got listed first. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But we didn't we switch we on the side it's one and on the front it's the other. So we tried to. Oh, you did. Yeah, I think he oh. got he got the little. Oh, they one just out. um your order of crow just came up there. Oh, okay. Final question: How is it working with your brother? How how big are the fights when the fights happen? It's surprisingly mellow okay yeah hey, by the way we need to stop asking that question because i've asked a lot of families <laughs> there and i think we're the only family that fights we we, we just ha- ignore each other when it gets bad uh, okay we don't fight so much as just have uh disagreements but we never agree to disagree and that's where the problem is uh, <laughs> um so what's the nuts and bolts where can they get the book what's the twitter feed um well you can go uh uh twitter we're at the sussmans do you guys tweet from the same account and, yeah but it's mostly eli um <laughs> And go to the SussmanBrothers.com, and uh, it's in Williams-Sonoma stores right now, and it'll be in bookstores nationwide. And on, You can pre-order on Amazon right now, and it'll be available to start shipping in September. And we can say uh, already, makes a nice holiday gift. I know we're a few months out, but this is... Uh, it's never too early. It's start, never too early. And this, thinking about and that. And I have to say, this is also the, a really good gift for anyone who's uh, 
listening who has kids going to college. Definitely. This is, this is definitely the go-to so your kid isn't eating frozen pizza all the time, and it's a lot of fun. And then, I don't know, maybe your kid will be a chef, and they'll write their own cookbook, and it's a full circle, right? <laughs> Just like a 30-year awesome. full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, send us an email if you... <laughs> well, that's, uh, no, just, just in case you guys know, it's S-U-S-S-M-A-N for Sussman. Um, well, Max, we will let you get back to the line. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, just real quick, on September 9th, uh, we're doing a big old jam, hang, support thing for Heritage Radio Network right here in the garden. It's going to feature food from Gramercy Tavern, Back 40 West, uh, Inside Park, Seat of Table, uh, beverages would be Canned Five Vineyards, what's that? Cane Five Vineyards, and uh, some Mezcal bunch of uh, raffles from Anarchy in a Jar who's just on uh, Kathy's show and um, I imagine Roberta's will have some food there as well uh, August, September 9th go to heritageradionetwork.org for all the details and for tickets and thank you so much
I need a new computer. I guess I'm going to have to go to the Apple Store. What? Don't go to the Apple Store. Go to TechServe. What's TechServe? I thought Apple Store was the only choice. No, you're crazy. TechServe is so much better than the Apple Store. They're New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. Plus, the store is really cool. You gotta go check it out. They're located at 119 West 23rd Street. Well, that settles it. I'm, I'm headed to TechServe. TechServe is a proud sponsor of HeritageRadioNetwork.org. For more information, visit TechServe.com. That's T-E-K-S-E-R-V-E.com.
All right. Sensations Fix. It's hard to believe that all five of those songs are from one artist. It uh, makes it, uh, it's diversity. It's great. Well, I mean, also, I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of the bands these days have, like, a signature sound, and I don't know if you could peg any one signature sound to that. Um, welcome back to the show, Matt. Yo. From RVNG. Do I say that right? Revenge? Whatever you want, man. That works, though. Okay. Mm. I always liked it that way. Yeah. I, I felt like, like the all caps, like, make you want to state each letter. You guys want to scoot up to do the you have to, uh, Do you microphone? have to say it loudly, since it's all in caps? Yeah, you definitely have to. I'm not going to blow out your, your limiters right Revenge! now. Revenge! <laughs> Revenge! We will come for you. Um, do you want to introduce uh, who your guests of guests are? Uh, oh, we got guests of a guest. My GOGs, my gogs <laughs> are uh, my my gogs are right here. This is uh, Josh and Jamin. Um, What's up, guys? What's up, gog? Okay, just move the microphone a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have uh, Franco MIA in the city, uh, which is cool. Yeah. So you did a little introduction. I mean, you mentioned that there was going to be yeah there, there we usually be. we usually um keep hope right until the right. moment i, I still have some hope so yeah i mean we still have 18 minutes to make he, this happen he may come he may come but if if not he's playing tonight which we'll get to in a little bit but um first off i always love anything you send to me from your label because i know it's going to be weird and different and interesting and like just from a pure audio standpoint like very unique sick so how did you happen to join up with um, Sensations Fix and Franco and, and maybe give a little background story on who he is and where he comes from. Uh, well, yeah, maybe who he is and where he comes from is the, is, is, is the best place to start. He uh, Essentially, Sensations Fix is Franco Falsini, um, uh, and it kind of originated uh, between Alexandria, Virginia, and Florence, Italy. Um, he was kind of like a... Uh, Born, born and raised in Florence, Italy. Uh, moved to London, kind of got a tradition of like space, blues, rock going. Uh, had some early jams uh, happening, th- you know, in London, and then back down to Italy, uh, uh, and then eventually moved to uh, Alexandria, where I guess Sensations Fix really took its uh, cosmic form uh, of all places uh, in a in a basement of in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, Franco's, yeah, like I said, like kind of the principal songwriter, and uh, they were Sensations Fix was, uh, you know, most most of what they they accomplished they accomplished uh, in a very DIY uh, manner in their in their basement with a four track with a early early version of a mini Moog, um, and you know from 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 these basement scenarios, uh, Franco and. Uh, you know, some some oft collaborators, um, you know, created these massive cos- cosmoses of, of, of sound. Um, and that's kind of like what the catalog of Sensations Fix is between 1974 and 1978 um, are these recordings that were made mostly in a basement kind of s- scenario between in, in uh, Alexandria and Florence. Um and yeah, I mean, it sounds, I, I think they often get lumped into progressive rock, um, mm. you know, uh, but, you know, it, by virtue of these recordings, it's a little bit more uh, delicate and, and personal. And I think that's what attracted me in the, in the beginning. So how did you come across this? Well, uh, Josh and I worked together at RVNG. Revenge! <laughs> 
Um, and, you know, it was uh, Sensation 6 was a pretty uh, common, common workplace soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And you were at a party? There was a, a gathering at our old place in uh, Williamsburg. And we had uh, several friends over, and um, a guest of a guest actually identified some Sensations Fix while I was playing in the background, and informed me that, um, being from Virginia, he knew somebody who knew Franco's son. Are we, is that six degrees? I think so, right? We're under six, right? Under, under six. six. Under six. Fix, fix degrees. Can I finish? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Darren, come on. Anyway, he... Uh, he told me that his son was basically just telling people that there were reels of, I guess, various fix jams or all sorts of recordings sitting in, a, in an attic, I think, in Virginia. Not a basement, an attic. And apparently no one knew, to, knew what to do with them. And then I said, well, I, I kind of know what to do with them. And then I told Matt. And we... Uh, did we, they do? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How, and how much stuff did it actually turn out to be that was... I mean, what was the archive like? Literally, like, crates and crates full of tapes that he and his son, Jayon, um, uh, kind of restored. They, you know, baked them and cleaned them and then started this really exhaustive um, pro- process of transferring and remixing With all a lot the of enthusiasm. Tons, by yeah. The way. So, I mean, there's 30 tracks on here. How many more were left off? I don't know. Maybe, like, another 60. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is that's why this is kind of like a 1974 to 77 because there's just this vast amount of material to, to go through. I, this is the first chapter. Okay. So there's definitely plans for more. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to play a couple more tracks. Um, Slow Motion Movie and then Cold Nose Part 3, Movement 5. And then uh, we'll come back and talk about um, the release and how this works into the RVNG world. The family. The yeah. family. And, uh, you know, I still have hope. 13 minutes of hope. <laughs> Franco. Franco. Um, you're listening to Snacky Tunes. Uh, this is Sensations Fix.
is that the outro track of the whole thing? No, that's just like a middle. God, it's hell no. No, be. it's a movement. Will you? Can you send that to me? I just got it today. Well, I didn't just get it today, but I got is it that, today. That, you didn't answer my question. No, I can't. There's only one download code. I, what? Can, I can send it to you. <laughs> hey, thanks, guy. Not my brother. Um, so let's talk about. So the the tracks were found. You got the uh, the brother, and then what is you know what is the process or of getting it from those can I, things? Can I say one thing? Yeah. It's usually like you find those in an attic long after the artist has, I don't know, perished, if you <laughs> Left will. Left this world. Um, and so it's so exciting to find the stuff and to, put them, to get to get them out on the road and to play this amazing stuff from decades ago. Yeah, I mean, he has, like, he's a free spirit, though. Like, he... Oh, we, I'm well aware of his <laughs> yeah. free spiritness. We got nine minutes on that free spirit. Yeah. <laughs> he usually takes three minutes to be, like, totally free. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he... You know, like this isn't his traveling throughout the U.S. isn't really a part of like uh, you know a, a promotional plan for the album. He's he's here on his own volition. Like it's good timing with with his album happening. But he's he's been making music since you know these these recordings were made in the in the mid seventies, and um, he'll continue to like he's he has this infinite um, you know desire to be free and this isn't a past life for him and he's still doing yeah this you know it's a continuation whatever he's doing so. right and this is like a just more like a uh, an update for new fans or for people who are hard to come by recordings i mean was any of this stuff out before in some form or another oh yeah like he was on polydor records like throughout all this this oh. time so yeah awesome totally and uh, are you guys working with them at all or is there just they're sort of just like cool you got this stuff we're doing this stuff didn't no. even ask them boom <laughs> Persona non grata. Because Polydor is like, Polydor, it's not revenge. Yeah, exactly. Come, come after me. Yeah. Polydorks. Oh, burn. We're, we're like a pretty softball show. We don't appreciate insults <laughs> like that. Um, but so that's great. So he's, I mean, and it also must be amazing to work with somebody who is significantly older than you and your gogs, if you will. Yeah, totally. And well, he must. Totally, though. I mean, he's ageless. Is, yeah, but what, what sort of insight, what sort of things have you learned from him? What, is he, what type of food does he make? Italian food for you guys? He I has eat. made pasta. Oh, yeah? yeah, he has. It can, is it good from scratch? We're talking. I didn't eat it. Oh. Oh. I wasn't hungry. It wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. I just... Smelled <laughs> good. Looked good. <laughs> Don't know if it just tastes had good. Already, had already eaten before. Yeah. Um, so for, for regular doesn't matter, I was curious because your label is so just like it's so much its own thing. Like when you do something that's like what is, you know, what is the goal of this? Is it just to expose more people? Is it to put them on tour? Is it to you know, do a compilation of all of the decades or, you know, what do you see from wanting to do something like this? I mean, yeah, probably the first, the second exposure mechanism to like worlds that existed before, you know, like that maybe people know or should know, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not like a militant stance. There's definitely no format for, um, like a, you know, traditional like album, like, music campaign around any of these releases so it just it, it is what it would, would feels good you know and uh what so he and he's playing tonight yeah details playing, playing tonight at josh is backing him up that's right apparently the internet told us that we were supporting him tonight oh in what way are you supporting him well um i think jamin who is just in the room but is now scanning the premises for franco yeah uh, he'll be on a v drum kit and uh, I have two pedals in my traveling bag with me, 
And luckily, a friend of mine has the same guitar that I do and one of the same pedals, so I can play awesome. with Franco. Beautiful. That's, and, where, and where's the show? Body Actualized, which is in the neighborhood. It's like literally like three blocks away. Oh, it's that place two blocks over. It's that yoga studio. A little bit further. That, uh, not that yoga studio. Oh, another one. <laughs> the <Yeah>. other yoga <laughs> studio. <laughs> Uh, wow. And not the other other one, but the on other Troutman one. Street. On Troutman Street. Okay. Yeah. And if you wanted to find details for tonight, where could you go? Probably bodyactualized.com, I'd assume. The Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Well, um, I want to thank you guys for coming. Thanks, man. I'm going to take one more song uh, out. It's Map from the uh, Sensation Fix compilation. And uh, this comes out in September. September 25th. Can you pre-order it? Yeah, absolutely. Online. And where do they go for pre-order? I get... RVNG. Revenge. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank you to one half of the, the Sussman brothers. I know that guy is a winner here, but every time I just see the outline of the hair and the beard, I'm like, APN. Italian? <laughs> um, oh, and one more thing. When you and I were emailing, you referred to Franco as a certain type of legend. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of like making it like a, an understandable legend. Cosmish. He's, he's, you know, although he was making music in Italy, there was a lot of uh, overlap f- to German Cosmic music, which was kind of like uh, the ambient uh, uh, groundwork that inspired so much. It's amazing. More. Anyway, I had never heard that term before, and I thought it'd be fun to share it. Yeah, man. Um, so we're going to play one more song called Map. Um, hopefully you all can make it out to the show tonight, and please make sure to pre-order the record. It's pretty... It's pretty amazing. And next week, we're going to have Gwyneth Street, who will be cooking for our barbecue on August 15th. At Good Company, we will be celebrating five years. Five years of backyard of, of the barbecue blowout. And, uh, Erica, and Computer Magic will be DJing. Yeah, and Erica Spring uh, from Avar Simone will be playing live to support her new EP. So it'll be a good episode. Next week. Next week. Love Erica. So do I. She's an Avoir Simone. You can check out their episode and many others on our podcast on iTunes to search Snacky. That's Snack with a Y. Tunes. We are Darren Greg Bresnitz. Shout out to our parents. Thank you for all the support. We love you very much. To everybody's parents. Here we go. Definitely parents. Yes.
listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 